Hello and welcome back to another episode of Incheck with Fintech, the PCN podcast series where we talk to industry experts about payments and fintech, from open banking to blockchain and much more. Enjoy listening. Thank you, David, for joining me today at the Incheck with Fintech podcast. It's a pleasure to have you on the show. Thank you for inviting me. It's a pleasure being here. <laughs> Thank you so much. So uh, without further ado, let's jump right into it. Um, I'm interested to hear a little bit about your story and how did you start Ecolytic? Um, what brought you to this uh, moment in your career? Sure. So um, first of all, for those who don't me, I'm, I'm David. Uh, David Leis, one of the co-founders of Ecolytic. Um, actually, I'm for more than, yeah, a bit more than 18 years now in the payment industry. So I started uh, in the acquiring business, uh, meaning card acceptance, um, moved later on into issuing space, uh, primarily around prepaid cards, and uh, yeah, stumbled across sustainability, well, roughly seven years ago, um, more out of, uh, well, private reasons and really by accident. Uh, back then I was uh, traveling the world a little bit and... Uh, um, you know, got stuck in a in a very nice uh, beach in Thailand, and um, there was a lot of trash running around or flying around on the beach. And mm-hmm. uh, you know, I always make this joke, but it's like, you know, like being German at my heart. You know, the first thing I was basically complaining: why is no one cleaning up this beach? <laughs> Such a beautiful place, and why is trash flying around um, without looking really into the problem? But it was actually my awakening moment where I, um, you know, just looked around and said, wait a minute, where is this stuff coming from? Why is no one actually doing something about it? And that was for me my first touch point really about sustainability um, or the wider problem of, of, of climate change. And um, yeah, I had a bit of time back then, digged into it. And uh, the immediate next question I had was like, um, is there anything I can do about it? Um, mm-hmm. Or it's just, you know, the scientific world figuring out solutions and at some point we will solve it. Well, what is what is my personal influence? And um, it was very, very hard to actually figure out, you know, what is my personal influence and what can I do about it? Um, and I thought, well, wait, that needs to be that needs to be solved way, way easier because if we if we all have an influence on it, uh, I think we need to educate the masses to uh, empower them actually take action. And um, one of the ideas that, well, arise from this back then with my payment background was like, can we not use uh, data that we have from a consumption perspective, meaning things that we purchase to mm. kind of build this, um, yeah, transparency and visibility on, you know, what is my influence and can we use this to actually drive and educate uh, consumers um, to act a little bit better or at least build them the, the visibility and transparency that they need in order to understand what is their influence and what they can do about it. And that's basically how over uh, or how I ended up now <laughs> being one of the co-founders of the Colytic, um over the last, yeah, almost seven years. It's true. Well, you've always sort of been the entrepreneurial type, uh, correct? Yeah, yeah. So um, yeah. I was, I was, I mean, I'm, I'm also a technician by my by heart, right? So I, okay. I was uh, a, a long time was uh, behind the platforms that we run and coded it myself. So I was more like, I, 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 well, back then I, you know, was always like, yes, I'm an entrepreneur, but to be honest, I was more like on the technical side and more in the background. Yeah. I had other others uh, running the business, um, at least in the front. Um, but over the last years, I, um, yeah. I decided tech isn't isn't my strongest suit anymore. So I'm gonna 
<laughs> become more an entrepreneur. Yeah. 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 No, I mean, it's, it's, it's actually great uh, to see all of this initiative. And I think, uh, you know, doing something about this mission is something that at least me, myself, I strive for and having this clear problem and this transparency and visibility, um, I think it's something that we need to talk about because, um, yeah, when I look at sustainability and how I can become better, there's always the question, okay, um, but if I go to a shop and I buy this, uh, I might make the choice of maybe not buying plastic, but is the company behind it actually doing those choices as well? Yeah. Um, and in this regard, so transparency and visibility, would you say this is the, let's say, what tech specifically and the industry can do um, for consumers? Yeah, you know, I think technology is a fantastic tool. Um, mm -hmm. And, you know, we decide how we want to use it. And I think uh, because our world becomes so tremendously complex, uh, technology can help to, you know, break it down to the essential things, make it easier to digest. And I think absolutely technology can help us to build us this level of transparency and actually show us the things that we can do easier. Um, mm -hmm. That obviously requires good data. I think this is yeah. one of the biggest struggles uh, still in the sustainability area. Um, but I think we're getting there. And um, I'm, I'm seeing more and more, uh, and I'm sure you've seen this as well, but I'm seeing more and more, you know, um, from even from peoples behind it, employees, but also consumers, you know, let's let's use this amazing technology that we have built over the couple of, of years um, and centuries to, um, yeah, help us guide uh, to a more sustainable but even a better world right to be really cheesy let's make a, a more better world that uh, saves the planet but also us as as humans and and so on um so yeah indeed i, I see it in the market myself and i think i mentioned it to you uh, before that software engineers and people that i talk to in the market are very much interested in companies with the mission and doing something that's really useful for us as a world and our society um, but something else that i noticed is that sustainability is very ambiguous or abstract um, so mm -hmm. my next question for you is what is in your view sustainability how would you maybe define it yeah, I think it's, it's it's one of those terms that we use very easily to describe uh, a lot of things now, right? But for me personally, I think it's the it's the attempt to um, build a economic uh, economic world, but also a world in generally um, that is taking consideration all aspects, right? We the the environmental aspect. You know, we have only one world. We need to make sure we're not exploiting all resources and it needs to be balanced. Um, mm -hmm. But also the, the society aspects of it, right? I mean, we're almost 8 billion people on this globe and we couldn't be more different. Um, so we need to figure out how can we actually use, you know, the resources we have to actually, we all getting a, a fair share and a fair good life on it. Because, you know, some of us are living... Uh, Overproportional, um, and others are suffering from it. So I think sustainability in the long term for me is really this uh, this attempt for us to get everything in balance with nature, with society, um, to make sure we we as humans have a very live livable planet, and um, yeah, our lives are all good and equal. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's true. Um, so what about sustainability? 
as a service. I see that this is a new term now. How can you cater to uh, companies or offer this, let's say, vision um, towards helping or balancing the environment and society towards company? Yeah, I think the, you know, sustainability is this this awful complex topic, right? We're talking about, primarily we're talking about carbon and, 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 and you know, CO2. And uh, then we're talking about a little bit of water, biodiversity, land usage. It becomes really, 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 really complex. And mm-hmm. um, I think... Uh, what we what we see is that a lot of more companies are specializing in certain services to help you navigate this complexity and actually help you and the economy to adapt to this well new form of you know building this balance. What is it where you maybe you know took too much resources or where you're over polluting, and what can you do to actually to reduce it? Um, there are a lot of good alternatives, but you know you need to know those alternatives. How can you do apply them, et cetera, et cetera? So I think. This this entire sustainability is 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 a transition, right? And to there will be a lot of businesses that actually will help you and the current economy to guide you through this transition. So um, you know it's, it's similar like your 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 car that from time to time maybe needs some service, right? Uh, you can you can probably watch some YouTube videos and uh, you know maybe get your tires changed or whatever, but maybe you don't want to and you actually go to an expert and ask him to do it and you know you know it's probably done it's 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 good serviced and uh, you just take it i think with sustainability um it's it's the same it's this journey to transition and this is where a lot of companies and individuals will specialize on um and where we need the specialization on and that's why there can be service around it indeed um you touched before you you said something interesting that we need data um, and that data needs to be, um, let's say, collected on the subject. What what exactly do you mean? And is this maybe a niche that requires companies to specialize on, or or do we need service companies in this particular area? Yeah. So I think the world is interconnected. I think this is what we can agree on, right? So mm-hmm. it doesn't matter what kind of service I do or product I build. I need other peers in my network or companies and partners to actually, uh, you know, build products or build services. So we are all somehow connected. And now we're a global world, so we're globally connected. That means we all have an influence on the environment. And I need mm-hmm. to know your influence to actually figuring out where I am standing, right? When you talk about um, the uh, emissions and the the famous, you know, one to three emissions, you know, the the first two are the the most easiest one because they're they're around me and my company. But depending on which study you want to believe, I think between seventy and ninety percent of all of the emissions globally of the services and businesses are actually scope three, which means it's my suppliers and partners. So if I want to know where I am, I actually need to ask my suppliers and partners and they need to ask their suppliers and partners. Um, so what we all need to do is basically, you know, strip naked, um, show our data and saying, this is where we are. This is what we do. And um, this is what, uh, you know, the world looks like. And we most likely won't like it, but uh, we need to get there to see, okay, what, what else can we do? And I think, this is this this kind of chicken and egg problem. Is on the one side is like uh, okay, um, we we need this transparency, this radical mm-hmm. transparency, um, to make sure we actually know where we are because everything else we're relying on assumptions and they can be completely right. They could be completely wrong. We never know until we actually look into it. And and on the other hand, you know, um, 
not everyone wants to be the first, right? Because yeah. uh, then you're standing in a group of people being naked, being very uncomfortable. You know, some might like this analogy, but some might feel very uncomfortable with that. So I think um, we 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 need to get started somewhere and um, yeah, make sure that we have built up this visibility on the transparent side and um, mm -hmm. get there. And I think, yes, there will be companies that help you, you know, get those data extracted, help you to making sure, you know, you're not um, revealing too much in the sense of this is, uh, you know, a business secret that uh, could yeah. be interesting for competitors, but it is enough information so that we can actually, um, you know, use it to build up the transparency. Um, and then even, you know, when we're talking about data, we're talking about methodologies. What what kind of CO2 influence has the following product? Um, there's a lot of assumptions that goes in there, which are not transparent, which are not standardized, et cetera. So it's an entire new um, area that kind of builds up. Um, but even there, we need, as I said, it's like, I think transparency is the, 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 the biggest key that we need here um, and honesty and kind of figuring out where we are, because I think um, it doesn't matter where we start, it's important that we start and um, most likely the first attempts and maybe many afters, we're not 100% right or we're not 100% correct, but uh, we will get there over time. Indeed. So what do you think could motivate companies to become transparent, to go out there and create those policies or let's say those measures without actually, let's say sabotaging or giving up too much? I've seen Obviously, in the last years, there was a push for ESG reporting um, and the ESG scores that companies are now, let's say, forced or yeah, pushed to do. Is that a good motivator? Where do you see this motivation coming from? <clears throat> Honestly, I think the biggest motivation comes from the consumer. Uh, itself right because you know we will I think not right now at least in the Western Hemisphere um, the majority of people realize climate change is actually or we are having a climate crisis and we actually need to act and we are willing to act um, and that means you know even studies show consumers are willing to pay more for a product consumers are willing to uh, sacrifice for for certain things and, and you know even, even reduce their consumption um, if it has a clear impact on the environment and i think this is where um we 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 see a huge demand and a huge distress so companies that are actually seeing this and starting to be transparent starting to communicate their journey and their transition even if it's not perfect but really being honest about this transition um i think the ones that will win uh even marketing wise because uh they these are the ones they can believe right because right now, I think we're, uh, most of the consumers are stumbled across greenwashing, right? You have like a recycled paper-based bag, and then at some point they realize, oh my God, there's just they just put something around a plastic layer, so they're just really scamming me in, 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 in pretending something is more um, environmental-friendly than it actually is because they produce more waste now. Um, and I think this is where, um, or we will see that consumers will value honest and really transparent information that I can actually prove if I want to becomes more valuable and they will um, yeah th those companies that actually start this journey will benefit from it because they will build a better brand and they will bet you know consumers will know that this is an honest communication might not be perfect but at least they know where their company heading to and that is something that I uh, would like to support because it's more relatable right I know I'm not perfect I know I need to improve certain things, 
Um, so I rather go this with other peers that uh, help me or that we motivate each other to doing so. And if I have the choice now between the pretty much same product, but one is very clearly communicated, uh, you know, I'm, we're getting there. It's it's almost sustainable, but this and this and this is still missing because of X, Y, Z. Um, I can make a very conscious decision if I want to support this. And I think that's why this information is um, very valuable in the future. Mm -hmm. So do you think consumers um, would have to educate them, themselves first or is um, it does it lie more on the corporate or let's say retail side of things to educate consumers? Uh, it, could, it could be even an, an ethical question, right? So it's like, mm -hmm. um, do you want me to tell you a story because the story is nice? Or do you want me to tell a story that is, you know, it's truthful? And this is, uh, even though it's at some point, it isn't as nice as it is. And I believe, honestly, I don't think we, we can always um, push the ball to one corner or to one player on the field. I think we, um, the climate crisis needs everyone involved so um, we as consumers need to start and educate ourselves we need to get out of our bubble and our comfort zone um, and learn more because there's a lot of things we can do at the mm. same time i i think the same applies for everyone right governments mm. need to do companies need to do the same thing and um, as long as we are really genuinely trying to change something we're genuinely trying to communicate and saying let's let's motivate motivate each other to actually um go this journey um it's not just you or them it's 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 us and um so because at the end if we fail it's us that fails and uh <laughs> it's we don't want to fail that's for sure <laughs> obviously yeah so so how do you keep this mindset going on Some, sometimes you know we have information is more and more out there indeed and i personally think that this is also a you know driver for demand in the sector we have i don't know series like rotten if you know it where they break down you know supply chains around the world mm -hmm. and then you end you end the series and you're like oh my god okay so i can't eat avocados because there is a war i can't eat honey because it's fake i can't eat this because you know something's happening somewhere else in the world and then sometimes it feels like everything you do has so many implications that you're either going all for it, you know, so really just going into um, no waste, eating super local, doing your own garden on the balcony and so on, which implies a lot of work, or you just give up. So what is the mindset that could keep you going in order to achieve this balance without having to go necessarily in the extremes? <clears throat> yeah. And I think this is where transparency, again, is very, very um, important, right? Because, um, you know, we, we're not going to, let's be honest, we're not going to change radically our lives, right? And um, going back into caves yeah. and, and, you know, reducing electricity to whatever we can afford when it, when it comes, uh, you know, from renewables, whatever. So there is a time of transition that we need to acknowledge. So we wouldn't be, we, we're not going to be perfect from one day to the other. And I think um, what I always try to tell people is like, just get started. Once you enter the rabbit hole, there is no way back, right? And um, the important thing is you acknowledge there's a problem and you get started and you motivate yourself from time to time to do more, right? So that's the journey. And I think this is the journey with everything new. You always need to motivate yourself a little bit. But there's 
there's there's there's well the goal is quite achievable right i mean uh, we love the world where we are in and um you know whatever we can do to make our own lives a bit more easier we will obviously do and what what the climate crisis will bring is definitely not an easier world right so um we everything every little step counts and um yes sometimes it's really hard to be motivated you know um even, I think even for, for us, uh, being in the field and seeing how much success we sometimes have at the same time, it's sometimes really, 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 really horrible um, to see how how bad the situation actually is and how less progress we sometimes have and so on. So, um, but yeah, um, as I said, just get started. And mm -hmm. um, once you find something that you like doing or that feels easier to do, you know, for some it's eating a little bit less meat. For some, it's, you know, changing the car or the public transport. And, and for others, it's something completely different. Um, I think that's fine. And as once you feel comfortable having mm -hmm. adopted this change and you know how much influence that has, um, get to the next one. See it as a journey of being your own hero, trying to save the world, at least in your bubble, and mm -hmm. um, make it a joyful. Um, important is that we do something. Yeah. So let's let's talk then a little bit about knowing how much impact it has. I think this is a very important point. Um, and do you think that the financial sector, given that it's all about transactions for everything, um, does the financial sector, can the financial sector help with offering people this information of what their impact is in different actions, so to say? Absolutely. So I think it, it's it's several things that the financial sector can do. I mean, in our space, right, we 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 analyze the environmental impact of uh, your purchases, which first of all brings you um, a level of transparency and a level of education where you see, you know, what kind of influences do my lifestyle has on the environment, and on that I can start making decisions. I still not fully understand it right because if you tell you hey your latest purchase of i don't know your grocery purchase produced x amount of co2 you're like yeah but no. is that now a lot or is it, is it good bad help me yeah. out right so you need a lot of context around it to actually understand yeah. it and this is where like the educational journey begins um and then i think it's 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 just having this transparency. And if you, for example, say, you know what, but by the way, I'm, I started to be now a vegetarian, right? And you change that in the algorithm and the algorithm tells you how much CO2 you're now starting to save. You can finally put that into a perspective or a picture and saying, actually, you know what, because I changed my, I'm just making up stuff now, but because I changed yep. my diet and I, I don't know, sold my car, whatever, I am able to fly at least once a year on an amazing vacation because that somehow is still better than, you know, eating meat again and everything else. Mm. Not sure if that actually makes sense right now, so don't quote me on it, but um, <laughs> just having this transparency of actually making sure I can compare those things is uh, super critical. And I think this is this is what allows us to make, again, a more conscious decision on how I want to, uh, you know, build my life and how I can actually make this or yeah, agree to with myself. That is at the level of influence I can, I can afford um, on the environment uh, or not. And um, even if I say it's, you know, who cares? It's just me. Others should do something. Well, at least you're starting to be educated and, and figuring out where you are and how bad you are or not bad you are. And um, at some point, hopefully, um, you're realizing you can do something. 
Um, but that's like the first thing. It's the first thing where we concentrate on, right? Building this transparency for consumers, helping them educate around their consumptions and, and you know, helping them to make more conscious decisions to really change their behavior, but also making sure what the things I do uh, matters and uh, I do can reduce the footprint on the environment. Um, and for the financial industry, I think that the second point is, you know, mm-hmm. if, if you think about it, Everything we do, everything we have built in our economy and, and, and you know, in, in the system that we live, essentially needs an upgrade to be more sustainable, right? So even if you leave the car back home and you take the bus, the bus most likely runs with gasoline or diesel or whatever, and that mm-hmm. bus needs an upgrade at some point um, to be environmentally friendly. And all those upgrades comes with investments and uh we, we build in our society an inst- institution that is purely uh, available or uh, responsible for managing money. And these are the banks and the financial institutions. So I think putting them into the center of this transformation saying, you know what, we need renewable energies. We need to make sure uh, we need to, uh, you know, upgrade the bus. So we need to make this financials uh, or the financials uh, available. All of those things have a, a tremendous effect. And this is, I think, where the financial industry has the most influence off and uh where they can um yeah being very how to say being at the center of the transformation yes indeed it's like it's like a player or like a puppeteer right not maybe puppeteer is not the it's not the best word because it implies controlling but it's if someone in the middle can let's say collect data from all of these sectors and you know create some actionable points for everyone, especially for the consumer and informing the consumer on that side, I think that can be very, very valuable. Um, And so where would the consumer have to go to receive this context? So the context of, okay, I have exactly. So what you said, I, I bought, I don't know, a salad and it had this much CO2 emission. Um, where would I go to have the context around it in order to understand, okay, buying a piece of meat would have been bad or worse. Yeah. Yeah. So we, we provide our service directly to the financial institutions. That means we are basically a, a little bit, think of a sustainability layer that they put on top of their infrastructure. So, um, as soon as they integrate us, you would see things like a CO2 number associated to each and every transaction you have done within your normal banking app. Um, you would see um, what we call insights, which is essentially uh, tips and tricks, but also you know educational pieces around that certain transaction, how much influence it has, etc. Um, we have things that we you know call refinements or feedback loops, so we can ask you certain information, so you can actually personalize it. So your diet matters. So mm-hmm. we, you can give that the algorithm, and the algorithm can actually take it in consideration. So if you're going to a restaurant or if you're going to a grocery store, but you're actually a, a you know a vegan person, we would never account you for any uh, meat purchases or something like that. Um, but it is essentially if if your bank doesn't offer it yet. Well, send them to us, and we're <laughs> we're here to help. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, and if they still don't want to do it, then then find a bank that does it. Um, they're, they're, <laughs> the number is increasing. Um, yeah. I think this is this is where uh, it becomes. Yeah, this is where where it basically started. But this is our approach. I mean, there's consumer apps out there that does it differently. Um, but we really we really set out and said we want to be 
We want to be a service provider for the financial institutions to actually really enable them to empower their consumers, uh, but also the businesses um, to take climate action. And um, we do the heavy lifting of, you know, calculating the things, uh, making sure we, we break it down to easily digestible content that's easy to understand and, and, and yeah, we can take action on. And this is kind of the service that we provide and the bank is packaging it entirely uh, up to their customers then again. Okay, so does, does, does your service then um, also contribute to scope three? Um, yes, the, mm -hmm. the, uh, it depends. So if, we, if we're talking about the consumer side, it's mm -hmm. uh, still debatable, is this scope three for banks or not? Um, okay. If we're talking on the business side, then definitely in the sense of that, you know, what we, we're not a carbon accounting tool. And we, we, we don't want to be. Um, but ultimately, if you look into the business side, to really make sense of your transactions and your impact, you need to do carbon accounting. That means, you know, you, you have an invoice that you pay to a certain supplier. You really need to look into what kind of service is it, um, how much is it, where you get it from, et cetera, et cetera. So you really need to go deep into the analytics of this. Mm -hmm. We don't do this. We are more like on the surface of the accounts of saying, you know, by the way, here is uh, a service invoice, um, dear business. We we expect it to be around X amount of CO2, um, but to really know what's going on, please plug in a carbon accounting tool. Um, and then if that's available, we encourage also the, the, the businesses to say, please share your results. Because if you share, others can use it uh, in their scope three emissions. And, um, as a return, you know, if you, if you share it, you can add additional attributes to it, which means, you know, uh, if consumers go and go shopping, um, at your place, we see you share the data, we can basically match them together and saying, you know what, that is actually a good or a bad merchant because benchmark wise, they are above the line and they're doing a lot of other really good things. Um, and then there's an, then there is actually indeed a marketing advantage. If you, if you agree, yeah. <laughs> yeah. there's an opportunity behind it. Yeah, yeah, indeed. Yes. So, um, when I talk to you and when I talk to other people in the space and people that are interested, it seems like there's a lot going on and it seems like the motivation is there, but then there's other stuff happening in the world. And, uh, yeah, one of my, yeah. And then it seems like, okay, in the big picture, when we have war, in Europe and um, there's a crisis coming and people, let's say, are, are looking to survive and especially financially struggling right now. Um, sometimes it seems like when these problems arise, this sustainability question or, you know, advancing towards our goals for, for 2050 loses a bit in, in, in importance. So my question is, how have you seen companies, consumer, reacting to what's happening nowadays in Europe. So as a result of the war, as a result of inflation and the energy crisis that's going on right now, um, what have you seen in terms of developments and working towards these goals? <clears throat> yeah, that's uh, a fair question. I mean, I have to say I, I live in my green bubble, right? So this is my sustainability mm -hmm. bubble. And obviously that's, that's, that's not always reality. Um, mm -hmm. But I think like, of course, if, you know, if through inflation and everything else, and um, we uh, money money becomes an object, and often sustainability or you know sustainable products cost a little bit more money. Um, it is becomes 
of course it becomes a bit more tricky you know to focus on those things um mm. should we lose track of it of course not because um mm. as 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 horrible this war is and we have several wars around going on the world at the moment as horrible all this is um it might just be the beginning of of what's to come if we fail on the climate crisis and without being here no you know trying to doom the perspective but i think what what's happening with the climate crisis right so it's like um i think the un predicted and don't quote me on this because i'm not entirely sure on the number but i think we will have more than 500 million um um what is it uh, people that needs to be uh redistributed or will will need to flee their countries because of 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 climate change right because of of of, of yeah. droughts because of uh, extreme weather events etc cetera, etc cetera. and if you look at the last couple of years even in, in in europe about you know um all of the the situations we have when we're trying to help people fleeing their countries um how horrible we treated the situation and that is just couple of thousands we're talking about millions that we need to relocate and if we're not building up and i think the, the, the real problem is is our society structure right we need to um we need to get away from this more ego driven society to something more you know we we're one species and we actually should support each other and um we shouldn't just fight over things which are territorial things or other stuff which is Well, if you look at really close to it, it might be really stupid, right? So um, we should we should actually get together, collaborate, and and solve those problems all together. And I think um, as much as technology advances, we we have we have we have gotten over the last years and, and centuries. I think society-wise, we're we're not that advanced yet. And I think uh, the climate crisis is a good moment to actually reflect on this and saying, hey, if we want to survive um we need to work on society values right and we need to collaborate and we need to uh you know work more together we need to respect each other more um so i think uh it's very short-sighted at the moment mm -hmm. to say let's concentrate on the energy crisis and and later on uh, when we solve that let's solve climate crisis um the the fundamental problem we have is time and mm. time is ticking and i think um even though we might feel like there are more urgent things at the moment we should mm. not forget what's what's to come and um that requires also action now so we need to find the right balance um if not just tell a couple of people stop the war focus <laughs> on greater things <laughs> But think about it. All of those people are just fighting there, you know, sitting in their in their in their in their mansions and 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 pretending to be someone that they maybe not are. Um, they, they will not they will not have the problems that that the younger generations will have, and uh, that's a bit unfair. Yeah, yeah. No, indeed. And the complexity of the problem really, I think, goes down to this, you know, to to the future generations and to what we can leave and what we can do behind i think if everyone could have this view it would be great but uh let's say many many people don't <laughs> and uh yeah i agree and i think that's why education is so critical right um let's 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 you can only make a decision if you if you know the parameters and and if if, if you don't know all parameters how how can we expect you making a good decision right so i think um 
giving you access to all of this information and make it digestible and easily to understand because our life is complex enough, right? Let's face it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, uh, life becomes a really complex thing. So I'm, I'm very admiring my little son uh, where the world is very easy for him. <laughs> it's not for us anymore. So I think yeah. we have enough complexity and I think using technology to break this down and, and making this information accessible so we can do conscious decision. But more importantly, um, you you will see you actually have um, the chance to contribute positive to this. And um, that is very empowering and that is uh, very motivating. And I think this is, um, that's the greatest information out of this is like, you know, you have a power and you have a very strong power. And if you get all of your peers together, we even have more power um, and we should use it, but we should use it wisely. And um, we can only use it wisely if we do informed decision. And this is where technology and the tool and the tools we build can help. Yeah. So, so talking about that, um, when you look at the sector, where do you see exciting innovations or technology advancements going on that, um, could be very interesting uh, in in this regard, and uh, let's say uh, will be the new players in the in the in the financial sector, or yeah, or whatever you wherever you see it. <clears throat> yeah, I think it depends a little bit on what you like, right? But personally, for me now, um, I mean, yes, there are a lot of exciting new tools um, about data, how we can use more data, how we can interconnect them, how we can get the data out of there, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. But I think what what I always like is this project that are a little bit also more engineering, right? So we talk about we have too much carbon in the atmosphere, so we need to get it out of there. But then at the same time, you know, we have this, uh, you know, we have carbon removal projects where we have built this huge machines that basically suck it out of the air and then store it in rocks or whatever, which is, you know, if you think about it, it's really cool technology and it's super fancy it, and it, it looks even cool. Um and then, then you think about how 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 far we are away to actually solve the problem with those machines. I mean, we need to build a lot of machines. And then you have this other exciting project where you just use algae, right, or or other forms of of natural, um, you know, plants or materials, or whatever. And then you, you you put it a bit differently together, and you suddenly have a huge uh, a, a carbon removal tool that's just also, you know is eatable at the end, right? Because you can you can eat all of those algae and you can make amazing products out of it. But I think those are, the, for me, the fascinating things uh, where I can say, well, I can, you know, I, I can actually combine it in a very clever way um, mm-hmm. to making sure I, I can use it and, uh, or I can then even build new materials out of it. Um, and uh, yeah, these are the kind of the exciting things that, that I found particular um, um, interesting. Um, yeah, and obviously, I mean, the finance sector is also a lot of stuff, but it's uh, primarily data standardization. Um, yeah, at some point it gets a bit boring, but... <laughs> <laughs> you know, indeed, I mean, uh, for me, what I see is also, uh, you know, new kind of materials, houses that can breathe, you know, filter carbon yeah. by themselves. Indeed, this is this is... Indeed, super, super fascinating stuff. Um, but it also seems a bit sci-fi, right? So it's like, okay, when when will it be, you know, achievable in terms of our growth system and our economical system and how we do things right now? So the question that I sometimes think of is, okay, is our growth model system, so um, which means just bigger, growing, 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 scaling, right? You have 
let's say cheaper production, higher profit margin, and so on, um, is do we need to rethink this entire system generally in order to achieve that, let's say, sustainable cycle? Um, and without getting too political, I would really like to know what you what you think in this in this regard. <clears throat> um, I think the short answer is yes, but I think uh, it's nothing that we, we, we cannot, you know, there, there's no scenario where we can sit on a drawing board and say, you know what, let's let's just rethink society and how the world operates. And then <laughs> while we have the ultimate plan, we just say, tell everyone from 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 tomorrow, please use that one. Right. So it's not going to happen. Yeah. Um, yeah. So it is a transition. Um, and I think what we need to agree on these transitions are rules that we all need to follow so we're not starting to cheat because someone is overperforming and then suddenly someone else is getting a little bit lazy. Um, and I think what we have done some good advancements and some 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 good things and, and agreements into to building up those rules, but we're far away for far away, yeah, far away from from actually what we need. And I think this is yeah. this is a bit uh, difficult. Um, so yes, we need to rethink our system. Well, it's clearly not working, right? So it's, if, if, if the world would become greener and we all had a better lifestyle and we could better live, then I would say, yeah, but, uh, no, the, the world, uh, you know, a big portion of the world becomes poor. Um, you know, we, we struggle more in life. We have more depressions. We have more sicknesses. Um, the, the world is sick as well. So clearly something isn't working. Um, yep. and I think that, but, Acknowledging that in the first one, and I think this is what's, what's what's happening around the climate crisis, is the first step. And then the second step is all right. Let's how can we build these bridges to actually go through this transformation? Because let's face it, we're not gonna we got not gonna change our life from one day to the other. So uh, we need to make sure um, we have a transit period um, mm -hmm. that allows everyone uh, as comfortable as possible and as the environment allows us to do this um yeah but at the end it requires a new world and sometimes even new systems and i think that applies to pretty much everything yeah yeah indeed so is it just a transition period or do we actually have a chance um to to really make it um I think it's not a question of, of if we have a chance, it's more like, uh, do we want it, right? So, um, because I think if, if we all agree and say, yep, let's make this happen, we're going to make it happen. Um, so the, the real challenge is more like in getting everyone saying, yep, that is something we want, that is achievable, that is necessary. And then, you know, um, like with every good execution, we will get there. Um, mm. We have the tools, we have the resources, we have the ideas, we have everything to do it. Um, it's more like a willingness. Do we really want this? And um, I think the, a lot of people do, um, but it's fair to say not everyone wants it yet. And I think this yeah. is where we still need to do a lot of co more convincing and, 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 you know, providing the information and the facts around it, what actually will happen to reach those people that are currently not responding to um, this journey and saying, hey, it's actually a good thing. <laughs> uh, saving the um, world. <laughs> yes, yeah, as cheesy as it might as it might sound, indeed. Uh, yeah. yeah, but um, it's cheesy, um, it's true. it is, it is, it is. But it, but it's also yeah. No, I'm saying it. You know, sometimes it seems like we're in you know superhero movies where we're saving the world. But uh, <laughs> but it is, it is what it is. And I I really believe that 
it's a, it's a very interesting and very important quest because the data that's there is showing us that, like you said, it's just it's 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 not going it's it's not working for us at the moment um yeah we're we're, we're nearly there and i think you know if you say super movie like like it, in in a, in a superhero movie you have yeah. one enemy and as long as you know and at the at the end when you win the fight the enemy is gone and everything is back to normal the problem with climate crisis is we're mm. the enemy Right. So <laughs> we need to we need to deal with ourselves. And that is like the hardest challenge you can have. Like, right. You need to sometimes, you know, lose a bit of your comfort. Sometimes, you know, do things you don't actually want to do, but, you know, it's good to do. It's a bit like sports. Right. If, you, if you're not absolutely 100 yeah. percent loving sports and you found your passion around it. Ah, and even then, you have times where it's hard to motivate you to do something. Right. And I think this is that's the same with climate change. Right. We need to motivate ourselves to do something um so i wish there would be a bad enemy we can build something for it to capture it or whatever and be superheroes but at the same time you know um we need to fight ourselves so we are our biggest enemy but we also are our biggest superhero and i think if you embrace the superhero in ourselves um the journey will be a lot of fun <laughs> yeah and this is <laughs> but but it's such a great analogy i really i really enjoyed how you how you how you put it together you know because there's a lot of yeah we're fighting against climate change but you know the reason for climate change i mean okay maybe not the sole reason for climate change but uh, we are part of it and we are in some sense the bad guys in this in this story so i really like this analogy for sure um what i'm also interested about is or curious is how does ecolytic as a green um, financial company handle impact themselves and what do you guys do internally in order to um, be sustainable yeah i think the um from from a business perspective the first thing is you know we because we enable others to actually mm -hmm. um you know be more sustainable our co our core proposition is very positive it has always a positive outcome um mm -hmm. that's like a first good things the good news right we're really <laughs> an, a mission impact driven company um but that's obviously this is this it's not enough right so even we um struggle sometimes with with the, with the smaller things and we were trying to figure out how we can deal with it so I and mean, first of all i think everyone that, that joins our team is uh, loves the purpose and loves the the idea of you know with the work we're doing we, we're actually trying to make the world a better place again a very cheesy line but it it is what a lot of people drive right and um yeah so the first thing we do internally is also making sure the the, the influence we have and the impact we have is transparent so we have an internal impact report every year where we show how much well, what we did um where we are um what we screwed up, what didn't work, where we need to improve, all of the things to really, you know, confess ourselves as well and saying, yes, we do a lot of good things, but there is still a lot of things to improve. And, um, well, using this to drive us further, right? And saying, okay, what's the next big challenge that we want to tackle? What are the next things that we want to actually solve? And and, and trying to share also at the same time our experiences on, on, on how we struggle with some stuff, right? I mean, uh, we, we we aren't certainly perfect um, and we most likely will never be, but um, our mission is to make the world a little bit of a better place and uh, we want to constantly optimize it like any good business. 
Um, mm-hmm. And at the same time, yeah. we are a business, so we need to make money as well to be Indeed. self-sustainable <laughs> yeah. um, and, and drive our mission. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, sometimes this is uh, it's a challenge, but uh, I think so far we manage it quite well. And um, being by, being very transparent um, with it is, is the first the first measurement, actually. And I guess the second is even uh, being more transparent about it and being more challenged and, and so on. So, uh, yeah, that's what we do. Okay, so, so what are some specific actions that you're doing? And I'm referring here yeah. to, I don't know, um, using uh, real sustainable building or, I don't know, going towards remote first, like these, these kind of, yeah. let's say, or actions that, that, that are you All right. doing? so yeah we we because you mentioned we are a remote first company um okay. that's for sure we do have an office where uh, a shared office in, in berlin where everyone meet because we also see that a lot of you know it's good to have sometimes real human connections not just through a screen um, totally. so that's absolutely necessary um we have uh we have an Im- impact expert uh, within the company and she has a special role in the sense of you know she has the final saying um, when when there is a decision to be made around impact versus business, how strong does impact need to overlap, et cetera, et cetera, we have someone actually, you know, have the final saying. Um, we do uh, have our own impact reports. We do have our own values that we try to embed in anything that we do. We um, we we have from 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 next year on, we have our own coach where we actually help to coach the teams. You know, how can we improve each other? How can we improve the the company itself and the teams that are working each other? Where are the areas where we need to improve? Um, um, we do our own carbon accounting. We do our own, you know, through the impact report, we do our own measurements on the social uh, side and then the governmental side, governance side. Um, mm-hmm. So we, 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 and we're doing more reporting next year, also following some of the, the official reports, even though we don't need to do it, but we will report in that just to make sure, you know, it is doable even as a small company. Yes, it requires a bit of comfort, uh, uh, work and uh, or, um, yeah, effort, but um, you can do it. Um, so there's a lot of measurements that we do. Um, you know, we still fail on some of that stuff. So uh, we are in a co-working space. They don't offer recycling. We mm. would love to, but it, we ask. Yeah. It's, it's, it's not doable for them at the moment. So we keep nudging them a little bit and saying, hey, for us, it's important. Yeah. Um, can you please do something? And I think this is the influences you can have, but we're not always succeeding. The, 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 the most funny story uh, within the company is, you know, um, we do have a lot of people or some people that that actually still love meat and i understand it right but then at the same time that we're an impact driven company and we know um how, how much influence meat has should we as a company when we do company events actually be fully vegan or, or vegetarian or do we allow meat right and this is a, a huge debate within the company yeah, um, yeah. And these are the things like like i understand right and they they do other things because they say I love it, right? So I, I don't want to miss my steak. Um, and 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 you know, I think this is this is it's fair for the individuals. But how do you position yourself as a company? And I think these are the it was a real, I wouldn't say struggles, but it's a real positionings that that we need to take. Where we at the end, you know, after fighting for one and a half years, that you know, a company doesn't pay for meat anymore. If you want it, you can pay on your own. But we as a company don't do it anymore. I think this is the things that we're, yeah. Getting better, but we still uh, have a lot of topics where we aren't perfect. 
Wow, and but but that's such an interesting problem because you might even go towards, let's say, it's a basic. I don't know. It it, it could even go towards the debate of, hey, this is my right. I I can eat whatever yeah. I want. You know? Yes. And then and then the question is, yeah, can a company do it or not? But then if you are in an input driven company, this could be something to to discuss. So it's a very interesting problem there. Yeah, most definitely. And, and yeah, I mean, but it's also you know it, it feels a very small problem. Uh, at the same time, if you if you look at the more global scale, this is exactly the discussions that we're having, right? It's like do yeah. the richer nations need to pay for the poorer ones. Those kind of discussions we have constantly, and it's 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 if you really look into it, it's like it might be it might be silly in saying you know at some point, honestly. If we if we if the company pays for a dinner, you will survive without meat. Yeah, you know, don't be such a baby at some point. But I think it's not my right to say this, right? It's it, it's not. I, I I shouldn't interfere with your personal rights. If if you, it's your choice to eat meat, it's your choice to eat meat. So you you have a very controversial discussion. Even do you think yes. is it now a big one or not? Um, but I think you need you need to find common ground, and you cannot just say you know. Uh, don't we don't do it anymore so i think it's uh yeah it's uh you see it's a, it's a big topic <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> so have you have you managed to find common ground yet or will will this come yeah i think we were just drafting the policy to be honest but i think the, the okay. common ground is uh, we as company are not paying for meat anymore but if you want it um go ahead so we're not we're not forbidding you to 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 order it okay. but then you need to pay for yourself and i think it's uh it's a fair thing you know we, the salad we buy <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the french fries also, also but the steak you need to pay for your own. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> cool. So <laughs> um okay, we're approaching the end. Um we're um, we'll go a bit over time here so to say, but it doesn't matter mm -hmm. because I think we really had a good conversation here. Um what's mm -hmm. next for you and what's next for for Equality? Oh, uh, there's a lot. There's a lot. I think uh, for us, it's. Um, I mean, we we ultimately we're we're deeply looking into uh, behavior change, and we found a, a couple of very fascinating uh, new aspects and and studies that we want to do. Uh, you know, how can we actually really motivate you? How can we motivate you to do more? How can we get you out of a bubble if you're in a certain bubble? How can we, you know, um, get to you even you have strong beliefs or whatever so just to make sure we have a neutral conversation about certain things um there's a lot of things and, and fascinating research around it that we that we basically look into and see what can we apply um a couple of really cool things on the data side that's that's going to happen where we um do a lot of projects on, on collaborating more and really invite other companies in the field you will see it uh, announcing next year on there will a couple of uh, new partnerships announcements which are really really exciting i can't tell that much now but uh, really really good things um where we believe we will will have some some huge influence as well um there's a couple of really big banks in the world um a couple of tier one banks um yeah. starting to adopt our solution and um, we'll start to implement it so i think we will we'll the next year will be exciting um um, definitely, we will see how the macroeconomic situation uh, is going to handle and if that has an impact on our clients, on ourselves. Um, but overall, um, we are, yeah, we have some really exciting projects in the pipe where I'm, I'm just, just looking forward to kick off the next year. 
<laughs> that sounds awesome. And I will definitely stay tuned. Um, and I think all of our listeners will be very interested to, to hear about the developments and this new uh, top secret partnerships next year. <laughs> you will see end of January. <laughs> yeah. Okay, perfect. Already then. Well, David, thank you very much. Um, is there anything that you would like to say in closing, uh, some closing points or anything that's on your mind? Um, not not really. Maybe one thing that I always say is like, if if, mm-hmm. if you're not yet on the sustainability journey, just get started. It's, uh, it, it's, it's, it's actually fun. You'll learn a lot. Uh, you'll be surprised uh, very frequently and um, it's worth it. It's worth doing so. It's worth fighting for. And um, I think, yeah, um, go go on the journey and have fun with it. Don't don't stress yourself too much. Uh, there's a lot of stress out there. There's a lot of panic. Um, and yes, there's a, there's an immediate urgency. But um, let's make sure we have fun on this transition. Let's m- make sure we get started. That's the most important thing. And then uh, over time, we can we can speed up when when we know what to do. We can become better. Yeah, exactly. Basically, yeah small steps <laughs> small steps all right yeah. thank you thank very you much, so much. David. likewise thank you and uh can't wait to um catch up maybe in the future again and uh, see um yeah just get some updates on the industry and where what ecolytic is doing looking forward to it thank you thank you bye-bye Thanks. are you struggling to plan your hiring strategy for 2023 in today's market pcn is here to help We offer a step-by-step consultation to provide tailored solutions to improve your hiring plan. Contact us today by visiting teampcn.com slash contact dash us to schedule your consultation and let us help you be ahead of your competition. Thank you for tuning in to this week's episode of InCheck with Fintech. If you enjoyed the episode, hit the like button and leave us a comment below to join the discussion. We'll be having more industry leaders soon, so don't forget to subscribe as well in order to stay updated with the latest episodes from our podcast.